Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacket Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to frito to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Three mistakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Sup, Craig? I'm nervous, Jeff. <laughs> and the, you know, the, the funny thing is when you get nervous, like your nerves are like palpable. Like you are very much like whatever your emotion is in the moment, it is very much like right there. I think that's why we're such good friends because I'm also like that. Yep. So it's like, you know, we're both just like, uh, I, you know, the you got a, a, a front row seat to that, you know, last weekend at the Sounders when I was yep. like stressing so hard oh, yeah. about that stupid game. But anyway. Yeah. yeah, I I right before this, I tried to do a little bit of energy dump like i i just ranted about something that i was review like coming up and because i've been writing my preview tonight because i've been sick earlier in this week so i haven't been had time to write my preview um so uh you guys will probably get the preview about the time you get the podcast so. <laughs> um but uh but yeah so i've just uh uh so i um amanda got you know a, a little bit of uh me ranting about things that have me worried about this game yeah um but yeah this is podcast versus everyone i'm craig powers with me is jeff newser and this is our oregon state preview the bowl bowl the bowl bowl (laughs) which which of course adds that extra layer of nerves because the one thing you know this has been a generally shitty season and the one thing that could kind of wash away some of those sins is just to get to a bowl game. You know, you can feel, hey, we had a bad season, but how many bad WSU seasons have ended in a bowl game? Like uh, zero. Like zero <laughs> of them. And so, yeah, if we could uh, have a bad bad WSU season that caused us this much torment yeah, and still end up in a bowl game, that would be fantastic. Yeah. So I've put, and obviously we're looking ahead to the week after, and we're not banking on that one. Uh, so no. it's it's feeling like this one or not. Um, so yeah. And then the beeves are in the same exact situation. They haven't been to a bowl game since 2013. Yeah. Except they they had no expectations of a bowl when they came into the season. Right. Exactly. So they're kind of on borrowed, you know, borrowed. They're just like, yeah, this, I mean, this season for them is like our, whatever it was, 2013, right. Where, uh, which we got to a bowl game and we did get to a bowl game. Right. So we're coming off this terrible season and then all of a sudden, you know, we've in 2013 was so bizarre because there were games where we just, you know, absolutely got our asses kicked. And then there were games where, you know, we played pretty well. We had that USC, that weird ass USC game that you were at. Right. Right. Where, uh, we didn't score an offensive touchdown and still somehow won the game. So, yeah, like Oregon State's got to just be sort of on cloud nine. You know, hey, we're, we're house money at this point. Uh, you know, we're just like holding on for dear life. And I think if you win this one, you get to the bowl game. I think all of a sudden that UCLA loss, you know, you, you kind of, well, yeah, that's, you put it in the rear view mirror because 
I mean, what's really the difference between seven wins and six wins, right? Like, yeah. I mean, probably, I mean, you could end up in the same bowl game at seven wins as you do at six wins. Uh, well, if you're at seven, if you're at seven and you end up in the Sun Bowl, and you're at six, you end up in the Vegas Bowl. Which one are you happier? Yeah, about? that's true. You know, but there's <laughs> obviously a huge difference between five. And six. Yeah, five and six is a huge, <laughs> yeah, huge difference. Yeah, and yeah, like it's it's uh the the Beavers have won three of their four Pac-12 wins have come on the road, um, so they're yeah. they 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 ain't scared of uh, nope. playing on the road. You Wait, are you trying to tell me that they are not going to be intimidated by 13,000 people at Martin Stadium on Saturday? Yeah, if that. They're giving away 10,000 of those Mike Leach talking head things. <laughs> there I, might be uh, some left over. I know. Like, <laughs> oh, uh, man. I mean, it's so bad. Like, okay, so I, uh, I sent you a text, uh, you know, this morning. So I, I – fi- or it was either this morning or yesterday morning. Maybe it was yesterday. But I finally caved and bought our tickets – and I've been kind of keeping an eye on StubHub. I'm like, okay, you know, how many? And SeatGeek, I'm like, uh, you know, I really would like to get our tickets for about 20 bucks a ticket. You, you know, got to so buy I, five. I, I, so I got to buy five. And I'm like, okay, you know, and I keep looking, keep looking. And, and I'm noticing that, you know, I got to buy five. So I got to have a pretty large group of tickets, even though we probably could sit wherever we wanted to. But still, I'm like, you know, I got to buy five tickets. So I'm noticing that the larger groups of tickets are kind of getting bought. And so I'm thinking, okay, I probably should buy them. And I see is they're, they're all hovering right around 25 bucks. So I'm like, all right, I'm finally going to buy them. So I'll buy them. I kid you not. Three hours later, Wazoo sends an email that says, Hey, CAF member, $19 tickets for this weekend. All you got to do is use this link. And I'm thinking, Oh, $19 plus fees. It's probably a wash. And then I click and I'm like, no, they're actually $19. Yeah. It's $14 plus like, a $5 like, fee. Yeah. God damn it. Like, I'm like, I could have saved myself 30 bucks. So I'm sure whoever it was that I bought my five tickets from is thankful that I bought them. Cause at least, uh, he got some of his money, but I do know it's a, he, cause his name is on the tickets. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, uh, of course. I'm like, uh, yeah, he's probably happy that I bought his tickets. So I guess, I, I guess I could, uh, I guess I can feel good about that. So. But hey, if you're out there and you're thinking about going, nineteen dollar tickets. Yeah, send us practically a, giving them away. Send us an email, pod versus everyone at gmail.com. Yeah. If you don't, if you're not a calf member, we'll send you the link. <laughs> We'd like as many people in there. Yes, we would. And yeah, students, if you're if you're listening to this and you're not listening to it while driving back to your home, <laughs> please stay in Pulver. Please stay. And I'll, I'll say this. I'll say this, and I'll tweet it out again. I'll be at the Coug before the game at some point. If if you're a student, you can prove to me that you. I mean, I'll probably take your word for it if you have a Cougar card. But if you're a student and you come up to me at the Coug and you say you're staying for the football game, I will buy you a pitcher of beer. The Ooh. first one, only the first one, not every Ooh. one of you, but the first one that does, I will <laughs> buy you a one. pitcher of beer. I love that. And because seriously, please stay for the game. Yeah. It's uh, yeah. I mean, we we also, have this it's conversation. Also, it's the last chance. Last chance you have to w- watch in person this glorious r- offense, possibly the best yeah. version of a WSU offense ever. Yeah. Um, and and uh, and you might watch Anthony Gordon set the the Pac-12 record for Pac twelve touchdowns. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's like it's a pretty you know it should be a high scoring game and on both sides and stressful and fun and. And yeah, stay for the game. Yeah, we've talked about this, you know, obviously not on the podcast because the podcast didn't exist a year ago, but we talk about this every year on Slack and we're always like, you know, 
nobody ever graduates from college thinking, man, I really wish I would have gone home more, you know, to see my parents or to see my friends or whatever. It's, it's, it's sort of, it's so weird, you know, like once you graduate, you're like, gosh, if I could just have, you know, one more football weekend, if I could just have one more, you know, night to party with my friends, if I could, I mean, it's just, it's all the stuff that you fondly remember about college. It's not, man, I wish I could have gotten out of there Friday morning instead of Saturday morning to go home and, you know, for Thanksgiving break. I mean, I don't know, man, you only get so many of these games when you're in college and it gets awfully hard to get back when you're out. So, uh, I would highly encourage any students who listen to this man, figure out a way to stay. If you're in a dorm, figure out a way to stay. If you're in an apartment, you have no excuse. I mean, it's just, man, find a way to, I'm going, I, I, I'm sure I'm, I'm anticipating passing like a giant line of cars going yeah. the other direction on my way in. But, but man, stay, stay, yeah, and not regret it. You're not going to get rained on. It'll no, be cold. It's going to be a little if, cold. If, if you live in Pullman, you have the, you have the clothes to weather 38 degrees. Get your wool degrees. socks on. Yeah. Yeah. You know, find your puffy jacket. Put a, you know, get a get a beanie on. Yeah. I mean, come on. Oh, I got to mention that WSU beanie that I told you about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's, so, uh, let's hear so, about it from Fanatics. So, so for, from Fanatics.com, I, well, I, they had two different beanies on order. One said Washington, and I figured the other side said state, but one said Washington and had a Cougar logo on it. But I wanted to buy a beanie for Amanda for her birthday, which is on Sunday. So we're going to the game on Saturday, Sunday. So Cougs, give her a nice birthday present. Um, or give her a nice birth- birthday present via me being happier. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, but I, so I bought the, I ordered the beanie that said Cougars on it. It's a new era beanie. They both were new era beanies. But when they showed up yesterday, it said it was the one that said Washington. And so I figured we flipped to the other side. Well, if it says state, she'll probably be okay with it. Yeah. The other side also says Washington <laughs> with a WSU logo on it in crimson and gray. I'm like, what the hell is this? Why would any WSU fan yeah. want this beanie? It just says Washington on it. That's horrible. And so what I'm guessing is they make these beanies and I saw other ones like even and it's the same, you know, New Era makes the same style of hat and stuff for like all the different sports. And sure. So like I saw like, you know, like Pittsburgh Steelers one just says Pittsburgh on it. So I'm guessing they just have like this one name and they it's just standardized. And so they just made it and didn't even think about it for WSU. Um, Not a good choice. But yeah, so we're, we're sending that one back. I found the actual Cougars one at the Dick Sporting Goods in town. So we're, we're all set there, but I was pretty, pretty annoyed. Like, come on, Washington. Like, why are you selling this beating? Why would anyone want this? So if if you have that, I'm sorry. You made a poor choice. Um, (laughs) Or you got stuck with it because your grandma bought it for you and you felt bad about turning it away. But anyway, say let's, let's, uh, Let's talk some football. Heck yeah. So as always, we'll start with the more terrifying thing. And as uh, I'll say this, like I am, I was nervous about Stanford last week more because the importance of winning the game. Like we, we basically need these two games to ensure bowl eligibility, the Stanford game and the Oregon state game. And I was just nervous about losing because then suddenly you're four and six and you have to win the last two, including the Apple Cup, to get to a bowl. Um, but there wasn't a whole lot about Stanford that scared me a ton. 
like the um and 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 it kind of like everything we talked about kind of came to fruition they were bad and in, in scoring opportunities david shaw punted and, and when he really shouldn't have like they, they missed a field goal they um we, we we were able to stop them via um you know an interception once and basically that ended up being the difference in the game but oregon state doesn't have those negative factors on offense that Stanford does, and they do not have David Shaw leading their offense. No. And, and can I just start with the scariest thing? Yeah. Oregon State hasn't kicked a field goal in four fucking games. <laughs> Oregon State doesn't even, not even tried. They don't even bother, and including a game where they scored 21 points. Oh, like, they just don't even good try. On them. Because they have, they're two of seven on field goals, and Jonathan Smith said, screw this. We aren't kicking field goals anymore. And guess where that put them? Oregon State is in the top five i think they're uh fourth or second uh i could look but they're in the top five in both touchdown rate and scoring opportunities once they get in the top inside the 40 and touchdown rate and red zone opportunities like so they're not like they're a little bit below average in getting to the the opportunity and getting to the red zone. Yeah. But once they do, they cash in, they cash they are, in as good as anyone in the country. They are actually number one in touchdown percentage in the red zone. 85%, 29 touchdowns in 34 trips. That's absurd. Yep. So, uh, yeah, so they, they're going to go for it. Like WSC is bad on third down. That means they're bad on fourth down too. Like, yeah. like, they're bad at getting off the field. Like it's, it's it's scary because my like, and we'll talk about it in the offensive one. But you look at the other side of the ball. We've been happy to kick field goals yeah. on fourth and shorts. Remember and when teams used to be terrified of us because they had to defend us for four downs instead of just three? Well, guess what? That's what we're doing, especially when they get inside in WSU territory. Yep. Oregon State's going to go for it, and they did last year too. Yep. They went for it. They went for it. Yep. It worked out. That's how they stayed in the game for so yep. long trick plays but, but wsu doesn't have the advantage overall on defense particularly that they had last year to keep them out of those uh, opportunities um so that's why it's uh, much scarier and um oregon state runs the ball well um they're uh 17th nationally in rushing success rate uh, they use two different guys uh jermar jefferson's the guy that tore us up last year he's been hurt off and on this year so he's only played in about seven games um he's uh actually been yielding roughly half the carries in the last three games to um another guy <laughs> shit uh who's been a lot more explosive um i have to go back to my uh to my preview here um uh, artavis pierce um so he actually has been uh better yards per attempt 5.9 versus 4.7 for jefferson he's also more of a threat to catch the ball he has 21 catches jefferson has like three so um uh that he's definitely kind of even as jefferson has come back from injury he's been getting um you know a good amount of carries and he's definitely going to be more explosive he gets a 10 yard 10 plus yard run on about uh 17 of his runs um Jefferson's about 12 so um he's uh, Pierce is definitely the scarier guy but Jefferson's still kind of that bruiser that definitely can give our small defense trouble um yeah th so their running game and we've seen that uh we we saw against Oregon they just kind of were like let's run the ball and they did and um 
they got one big run and then they were able to kind of chew away on the rest of the runs and they ended up with a ton of rushing yards and Arizona State was able to run the ball and and a lot of teams have been able to run the ball against WSU. A lot of teams have been able to pass the ball, so there's that temptation there. So yeah, Jeff, what are you thinking? Uh, does what, what what's what's it going to look like? Or is Oregon State going to try to chew the clock on us because they probably can move the ball with the run? Oh, I don't think they'll try to chew the clock. I, I think they'll. I think they'd be more than happy to get into a shootout. To be honest. Um, you know, because I think they probably feel good about their chances to score and, and keep scoring and keep scoring. Uh, you know, Isaiah Hodgins, we haven't talked about the passing attack yet, but, uh, you know, they've got Isaiah Hodgins out there who, you know, is probably not even probably, he's one of the five best receivers in the conference. Um, what's interesting about their passing attack is that he's got 73 catches. Nobody else has more than 35. So he's definitely, yeah, he's definitely the go-to guy. Nobody, he's got a th- over a thousand yards. Nobody else has more than three hundred and twenty-five. Yeah, he he catches about a third of the passes. Yeah, so like he's um, he's the guy, and and that's what's going to be sort of fascinating is you know you know does WSU uh, and how does WSU try to try to maybe take him away? Um, obviously, if it was that easy, everyone would do it. So it's going to be – that that part's going to be interesting to me. Um, the only two teams that have been able to do it are Washington and Cal. So. Right. And we are not those yeah. defenses. So, um, you know, the, the key, I think, you know, given what you were talking about with the way that they will go for it and, and just sort of, you know, the way that they're um, going through this season really with nothing to lose – is going to be, I think it's going to be that rushing game. You know, if we can be reasonably decent against the rushing attack and put them, uh, you know, behind the chains and at least make it that much more difficult uh, to try and pick up those third and fourth downs, you know, if they're getting, you know, four yards on first down with a run and, you know, three or four yards on second down with a run and all of a sudden it's, you know, it's third and two. Well, you know, you throw an incomplete pass. Okay, it's fourth and two. Like, like you're, you get in these situations where it's the probabilities go up of, you know, conversion. We will need to put them in positions where they are not, where they're less likely to convert. You know, they're going to move the ball. It's when they get across the 50, are you putting them in, you know, third and 10, fourth and eight, that kind of stuff versus third and three, fourth and two kind right. of stuff. And that's what uh, what I was uh, thinking about in my preview. Um, they do give up some sacks, given how you know often they throw it, which is you know a little over half the time. Um, so they give up sacks about the same rate that WSU gets sacks. So I would expect a couple sacks, and I would expect a few t- tackles for loss. Um, so those need to be well timed. Like right. those, like those have to come. You know, I, I, you know. Since Bellatoni has taken over, we've seen some nicely timed, you know, third down blitzes. Um, you know, maybe something like we saw him send seven and, and get a sack against Stanford. Um, yeah. So, uh, you know, something more like that again. Um, just taking that risk as the risk is probably worth it because if your defense is going to give up the touchdown anyway, go. Like if you're going to give it up on that one player, you're just going to get yep. this sack and get off the field. Um, you're trying to stop them, especially before they get across midfield, so they're not tempted to go for it and put you in a 
where you have to defend for an extra down where you're always at a disadvantage. Every down you're at a disadvantage because your defense is that bad and your secondary is that bad and your defensive line is kind of getting pushed around. Um, so I, I, uh, I, I'm, I'm hoping that those, you would hope that those are well-timed. Um, it's funny, like uh, Bill Connolly predicts uh, that I'm totally scored 27 points. His SP plus only twenty seven points against us, which is like wild to me. Yeah, um, because that when seems you really, but low. what's one thing when you look when you get down in the peripherals of what goes into SP plus and what like that that's when you kind of see where like there's some matchups that are not good for the Cougs, like and and particularly getting into the scoring opportunities of red zones. Like this is literally terrifying for me that Oregon State is just going to go for it. They're not going to kick a field goal. They have not kicked a field goal in uh, over a month. They're not going to kick a field goal. They're not going to bail out our defense like Colorado did, like Stanford did, by settling for a field goal. That's not going to happen this time. Because you got to know, every time, if you're a fan of that stadium, if it's fourth and four and that kicking team trots out, you feel like you do, your defense just had a victory this year. Oh, a huge victory. Yeah, like like that because you're like fourth and four. Who the hell can't get four yards against these guys? Yeah, like and so yeah, like Oregon State is. It's like this is where <laughs> that comes to roost, man. Like this is this is the team that is not going. They just don't give a fuck about yeah. like kicking field goals. And I this has worked really well for them, particularly on the road, yeah. um, because I, I I think like you'll see other teams where I get conservative against them and they capitalize on it because they score touchdowns. Other team kicks field goal, suddenly they're they're uh, they're on top. But yeah, I, well, I don't know. Like I'm I'm um, tip of the cap to Jonathan Smith on that. Yeah, and, uh, know your team and good for him. Uh, don't don't lose that. Don't lose that if your team gets better. Don't suddenly, uh, or if you get a better kicker, don't don't lose that edge. Yeah, I I think the thing that's going to be interesting is they are probably going to have some fairly demoralizing conversions, and yes. so the the question is, you know, does the defense, you know, sort of, you know, does the defense fold in that instance? Does is the defense able to, uh, you know, kind of stand up and 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 weather it? You know, because you're going to have you know, these drives where you get, okay, you know, they get up toward midfield, they, you know, convert, you know, if you think you've got them off the field on, you know, fourth and seven, except they go ahead and go for it instead of punting it. And then they convert. And then, you know, so at some point they're going to have a drive that's probably like, you know, 15 or 16 plays or something ridiculous like that. Cause they had, you know, a string of like fourth down conversions, you know, where they had a couple of them. And, um, so yeah, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be on the defense to see, not just, you know, if it can obviously stop them on those, but when they aren't successful, if the you know, and it's the 13th, 14th, 15th play of the drive, if they're able to hang in there. And so that's going to be the question if they give up a couple of fourth down conversions and then there's another, you know, fourth and five from our 25 yard line, you know, can you finally get the stop at that point? Um, that's going to be, that's going to be the key. Or do you give up the backbreaking play? Like we have seemed to do it, you know, really every turn all year. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, the, the defense seems to have played better at home in the last two games. Um, and Colorado, uh, was a pretty good offense and they played pretty well. 
Uh, Stanford is not, but the defense was able to come up with some stops. But again, those aren't the type of stops that you're getting in this game. Um, you're not getting David Shaw saying out the punter on fourth and three from the 37 or whatever. Yeah. Like that's not going to happen. Um, so this is going to be a tough one. It's going to be a nail biter, uh, when they have the ball and every, any time that Oregon state doesn't score, you be happy. Yeah. Um, cause like, uh, um, not that like Oregon state's offense isn't like a world burning. Like they, they're 35th and SP plus like they're, um, they, their yards per play is not very good. That they, like they're not a, that explosive. Like, but they just chew. They they wear you down, and they and they use all four downs. Like like they're 68th in yard per play. Right. Like they their success rate is 30th. Like it's not like they're not like a world beating offense. But the reason they've been able to do well is because they convert into touchdowns. And yeah. And like I said, they don't. They're they're below average in getting into the red zone. They're below average in getting into scoring opportunities, but when they're there, they convert it. So, and, and they're playing a defense that's probably going to make them allow them to move the ball more. Um, so this this is, you know, obviously this is a game before the season that we didn't worry much about. But um, Oregon State is definitely taking a step forward on yeah. offense this year. And uh, I am in full-on butt-clenching mode, let me tell you. <laughs> There's going to be a lot of butt-clenching. Like, it's just going to be like, okay, here's another fourth down. Uh, okay, we survived that one. You know, it's it's going to be a lot of that. All right. Um, oh, man. You want to take a break, talk about the, the offense? Yep, let's do that. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. we're back score some points that we should do we should do lots of that so we always do the offense last because then we can be more positive and then predict the kooks to win at the end yeah um but uh yeah um oregon state's defense so let's let's start with the scariest thing about oregon state's defense they are 12th in tackles for loss they have 80 tackles for loss this season 80 that's a lot eight per game and, and they're still terrible. That's which re- is amazing. That's led by Hamilcar Rashid Jr., who has twenty-two and a half tackles for loss, fourteen are sacks. He's a linebacker, so obviously um, a uh, kind of rush linebacker. There. Yeah. Um, now, now, by the way, before you continue, how many Hamilcars have you ever heard of? That is the very first one. I mean, are you familiar with Hamilcar Barca? No, the the former I think like emperor of Rome or something like. Nope. Now I am. That, that's the only other time he's, I have he's heard very the clearly name named after that guy, right? Yeah, like I actually had to look because I saw him, I saw his name and Hannibal's I went. Hannibal's dad. Yeah, I I saw the name and I went, okay, 
is that is the, is he like named after so i tried to see if there were other you know famous hamill cars and there as near as i could tell were not and then i was like oh well maybe hamill car means you know something like you know great warrior or you know some i don't know whatever and then uh, and then i read it and it basically just means like brother of whatever his brother's name was and i was like uh okay apparently his parents just uh maybe they were fans of ancient rome and and uh decided they were gonna honor one of the one of the conquerors of, of ancient rome so i don't know anyway yeah, yeah, that's so that's a wild that, name. That's just, you know, yeah, he's, anyway, uh, he's good at tackling people behind the line of scrimmage. But also, so um, kind of to neutralize that, WSU is second nationally in tackles for loss allowed. Um, only given up thirty-one all year. Yep. Pretty good. Yeah, pretty good. That's what happens so, when you drop back and drop back and drop back, and your quarterback gets rid of the ball before people can get to him most of the time. So. Exactly. So there won't be as many opportunities, I think, as usual for Hamilcar. Like, I mean, he'll probably get a sack or something, but I don't think it. Like, it'll. Um, I don't. I don't think that he'll be living in the backfield. Um, and even if he does, the ball's probably already gone by the time he gets there. So I'm feeling okay. I think we can neutralize that. Um, come on, Liam Ryan. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, it seems like they're defensive see and we've talked about this before how we love it when offensive and defensive strategies align right like if something's really important to you offensively you probably ought to figure that's really important to take away defensively so i wonder if this is sort of their flip side right where you are ultra aggressive you know playing high variance trying to get a big play going backwards or you know maybe forcing a turnover or something knowing that you know, you don't really have the bodies to uh, slug it out with somebody, you know, somewhat like what they're doing on offense, right? Where they're like, you know, we can't we can't be settling for field goals if we're going to win these games. We got to score touchdowns. And so we're just going to go for it on fourth down and go for it. Like, so it's like this aggressive mentality, understanding that they on both sides of the ball, that they need a high variance strategy to try and uh, be successful um, enough against teams that, you know, probably have them outmanned to some degree. Exactly. Um, so where where it falls apart for Oregon State is they may get that uh, tackles for loss, but um, on passing downs, they are 115th in success rate. That's bad. Yeah. So they... Uh, so a passing down, so define a passing down really quick. Just make sure people understand so, what it means to be unsuccessful on a passing down. So passing downs is so uh, anything greater than a second or five or uh, and then uh, anything greater than a third and three. Right. Um, So uh, to be a successful on a passing down. um, So if it was second and six to be successful, you get to second and two or third and two Um, to be successful on third and four, third and plus you'd be a first down would be the only way. So if you're third and ten. The only success is getting a first down. Um, so uh, first and 10 is counts as a s- standard down. It's not a passing down. Um, first and 15 uh, becomes a passing down. So so if you get, if it's first and 15 
and you get half the yardage necessary for a first down that becomes a successful play. So if you turn it into second and six, then then you're, you're six, second and seven, you're a successful play. So whatever. So the passing downs, it's not you know just the third down that you t- think of, like the third and four that in the NFL when they're like, oh, it's a passing down. Um, passing downs are in, in, in what we're thinking uh, are extend to every down basically. Um, right. but they're bad. Uh, and when, when it, when it's typical for teams to pass the ball, they are not good. Um, right. they're not really good overall. They're 89th in success rate against They're 75th on standard down. So, so that's probably they're They're probably tick up to 75th on standard downs because they get those tackles for loss. And then, and then they, they give up the big play on, right. um, yeah. So the Cougs, if you want to feel a little better, so that we got the second best, the third best success rate nationally versus the 89th success rate allowed nationally. We have the fourth, uh, fourth best on um, standard downs versus the the 75th on standard down or second on standard downs versus the 80th, 75th on standard downs. We have the fourth best on passing downs offense versus the 115th best. Um, passing downs defense. So uh, good matchup as it typically is for the Cougs. Um, uh, Cal not included, Utah not included. Um, so yeah, that's the OSU. They really don't have that good of a stuff rate given that they're, they're only about average in stuff rate given how often they, um, given how often they get behind in the backfield. So uh, stuff rate is um, stopping to run at or behind the line. Um, they're only about average in that because the rest of the time they're giving up big runs. Right. Um, so uh, the, the, the WSU should move the ball. Now the big question, Jeff, as always, is WSU going to score a touchdown when they get in the red zone or, right. or the score or score an opportunity. So uh, WSU's 34th in, in red zone touchdown rate. Uh, it's not bad, but it's not elite. Um, the Beavs are f- the one thing that they are good at, much like the Cougs, is they're decent. They're 46th in in red zone touch rate, touchdown rate allowed. So, like you said, they emphasize one thing on one. It's one side. They emphasize it on the other. Um, they emphasize stopping touchdowns. They emphasize scoring touchdowns when they're in the red zone. So yeah, that's where that's where it puckers. So you know, I, I think. The that I, I've watched that red zone rate for the Cougs dip throughout the season, um, but the red zone uh, the, the I, but I feel like uh, that's a lot of that has been due to um, settling for field goals more yes. and more as the season has went on. Yep, and that is a scary proposition against a team that is not going to settle for field goals. Right. And especially a team that doesn't settle for field goals and then also converts and scores touchdowns. It's not like they're failing on fourth down over and over again. They're not. They're scoring. So, um, yeah, this is the – so I, I think WC is going to score. They're going to move the ball. It could be a lot like – it could be a no-punt situation like against Stanford. It very well could be that. But against Stanford, three times those no-punts were field goals, and one time it was an interception. So you could potentially say they left, you know – uh, 19 points on the board right there. Like that could have been, you know, a close to a drop 70 situation in that game. Right. But, but it, we just didn't have enough. Uh, we, I think would have been touched on every time to be drop 70, but, but yeah, so it's, um, yeah, it's, 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 it's a bit scary. Like I, you know, if, if Leach, if, if we get down 
early and get get down close, get get down to the twenty, then eighteen or whatever, and Leach and it's fourth and five, and Leach sends out that field goal unit. Yep. Um, I, I'll I'll pucker. I'll I'll get a little scared because yeah. especially if it's looking like the defense is definitely just gonna get run over, which I feel like they are, but. Um, yeah, that'll be, you know, a little scary. And, and again, um, much like against Stanford, like the teams weren't sapping the clock, but just because there was so much offense happening that limited the number of possessions. I think WSU only had 10 possessions against Stanford. So if you waste that, if you send that field goal unit out, um, those possessions just become more magnified when, when you're not getting as many. So, yep. So hopefully, uh, Leach has that in his mind. Uh, when, uh, if, if, if we have a fourth and short, he, you know, he might maybe let those, let them go for it. Um, cause the Beaver defense is awful. Uh, there's a good chance you're going to get it. Um, and just go score some, score some touchdowns, son. He probably won't. I, I know. So, <laughs> so this is like, this there's, is, like, there's nothing we've seen that makes him think. And, and what's so just like like insane about it is this is the best offense he's had. Like, like he's, this is the best running back he's had. This is the most explosive set of receivers he's had. Like, it's like, (sighs) you know, I I think we both have come to the conclusion that he does it because the kicker is so good. He's like, I know I can get three points if I kick, which is like, you know, if the kicker was like a 75% kicker, instead of a, you know, 100% kicker. I think at that point, he'd probably be like, ah, let's just go ahead and go. But somewhere in his brain, he's doing like some tortured math about, okay, well, if I go for it, I still might not score a touchdown. But if I just take the field goal now, I can definitely get three points. And three points is this much of seven. And and I'm just like, just go score touchdowns, man. Just go score touchdowns. So, anyway. Yeah, that, yeah just, just please... Please. Capitalize on the trips. Capitalize on the opportunities. Yeah, because you're gonna have. There's, okay. they're gonna be there. There's gonna be opportunities. Like, yep. Um, yeah, and, and Anthony, don't don't throw a dumb one in the. That's right. That's re- that's gonna be. I think the big key is you know no dumb ones. Because he seems to have been having one every game. Yep. And and it's been fine. Uh, and either we, they've been getting blown out or. Well, it, it wasn't good against Oregon. But, I was gonna say it wasn't fine against Oregon, but but uh, you know. yeah, and it and it yeah. So he seems to be having one. You know, the one against Stanford was pretty bad. Don't know where he was throwing the ball. He had he had made that throw earlier, but it wasn't even the same situation. Right. Um, I think they kind of saw him make that throw earlier and kind of maybe duped him into it. Um, but but yeah. So uh, yeah, Anthony, just be careful with the ball, but also convert there's going to be open guys like they're not going to cover yeah um and uh maybe won't have as much time as against stanford uh we can go ahead and say that but um just be better with your pre-snap read and and finding that open hole because oregon states can be aggressive and they have a talented pass rusher but um yeah so um i'm sufficiently worried yeah i mean i'm 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 mildly worried i I take a lot of solace in the fact that we're playing at home. Yep. I, so that's um, WSU in the last two games has played really well at home. Really every game except for a quarter and a half has played well at home. Um, yeah, so uh, they've they've definitely overperformed our expectations against Colorado and Stanford. Yep. 
So uh, that that is making me feel a little better. But also, Oregon State's played pretty well on the road. So, like, uh, yeah, I'm. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, it, this is. Uh, I I think just my nerves of like the stakes of the game. Um, it's funny. Like, we've had much higher stakes in the last four years. This is just to go to a bowl game, but yeah just that 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 ucla game just made everything yeah. higher stakes um, yep. uh but uh yeah so um yeah i'm nervous uh like i said bill Connolly predicted predicts 44 27 vegas opened as the Cougs as a 12 and a half point favorite has come down to 10 and a half because everyone else is looking at the stuff i'm looking at and getting worried <laughs> yeah. um uh yeah so i uh, so the people who, uh, who, who have, you know, I, I think that Bill Connolly's models are pretty close to what Vegas uses. Um, they, they think the Cougs are going to roll as they did last week and they did. Um, but it's still, we watch the Cougs and we watch that defense and we watch Mike Leach kick field goals on fourth and three. And we, and we know now that Jonathan Smith doesn't do that. So uh yeah I'm 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 a little more worried. Uh I wish I never would have uh done the research. <laughs> You're like I wish I knew less. Yeah. I you know I I think that we're going to give up points. Okay. So I'm going to say I'm going to say Oregon State scores 35 points. But I'm going to say that we also score 45. So I'm going to go 45-35 Cougs. So maybe, maybe enough to cover depending on where you get your action or maybe not enough to cover depending on where you get your action. So, but I think, uh, I think that's, if you're coming you know, to this for uh, gambling tips, get going. Yeah, yeah. Don't do that. But that's, you know, I mean, that's Oregon state scoring touchdowns on half their drives roughly, uh, you know, and that's us, you know, kicking a field goal somewhere in there and scoring six touchdowns. So, yeah, I mean, I, I could buy that. I could also see us going higher than that too. Um, I don't know. Maybe Oregon State can go higher than that, but I tend to think that you know I, I, I'm not I'm not feeling like you know you mentioned you know Bill C's model. Um, you know if he's if his model's thinking you know 27 points, knowing you know full well how terrible our defense is. Um, I'm willing to say okay, maybe another touchdown on top of that, but I think it's tough to maybe see how it goes much, much farther north of that. All right. Um, I don't see uh, WSU not scoring very much. Um, but, yeah, there, there is that uh, kind of worry that um, we're kicking field goals or whatever. Yeah. But, yeah, I think even so last week they scored every time except one. And they ended up at 49 with two missed extra points. Yep. Um I'll say, I'll say uh, we don't do that again because that would just be insane. Yep. Um, uh, but I think we come pretty close. Uh, let's go 48 uh, to uh, to 41. Coups. Ooh. So are you are you predicting a missed extra point from? Oh, I'm Beavers? sorry, 48, 42, or a missed <laughs> or a missed two pointer. No, yeah, no, I'm just gonna go with the forty-two. No, yeah, I'm gonna get forty-eight forty. Well, they he haven't missed one all year, but they just have shitty kicker. But uh, forty-eight forty-two. Yeah, well, I'll I'll, I'll adjust that so all they'll right. be a little scarier. 
Now, now I'm wondering, so if it's 48-42, does that mean we're scoring late to win? Like with like 10 seconds left? Yeah. I, mm, I don't know. I hope not. I don't need that in my life. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. Um, I, I still, I think the Cougs will win. I just don't, I just don't think it's to be a 17 point spread. Like SP plus says, I don't think it's to be a 10 point spread. Well, you do think of that. So yeah. I don't know. I I'm pretty worried, but I yeah. still think the Cougs will win. I think home field advantage will I propel think so them. Too. That that's my big thing. And I know you mentioned, you know, Cal has played okay on the road, but like, look at who they've played on the Oregon road. state. Or sorry, Oregon State. I mean, yes, I know. God, that's, don't that's who we're talking Cal about. Again. Don't make us play Cal again. No, no. <laughs> but I was thinking about Cal because Cal was, you know, maybe the one, the one semi decent team they played on the road. Like they've played Hawaii. They played UCLA. Now they played UCLA before UCLA figured their shit out. So they played UCLA back on October fifth. So the well, they UCLA played them right against, after they figured their shit out against against us, us right? So, um, but. You know, they, uh, you know, UCLA, what UCLA is doing right now is not what UCLA was doing back then. They still had a couple more games to kind of get it fully turned around. Um, you know, and then they played Cal and they played Arizona. And Arizona, you know, I think is probably the worst team in the conference. Um, you know, and they barely beat Cal. And granted, we couldn't do that, but I'm also like, whatever, you know, weird shit happens whenever we play Cal. And I don't know that there's much uh, predictive value in that. So, you know, I, yeah, they've played okay on the road, but they've also played some pretty bad teams on the road. Now, granted, we are, or at least have the capability of being a bad team, but we are also a pretty not great team that also tends to play our best at home other than like a little more than one quarter. So I, I think that I really think that's that's the difference in the game. I do expect some bullshit. Um, I do expect that there will be some of these, you know, pull your hair out kind of moments. But I also expect that um, they end up winning by, you know, a touchdown or more in the end. All right. Let's hope so. Let's get to bowl eligibility. Let's, yeah, that'd be nice. Let's do not to... want to be thinking about bowl eligibility in the Apple Cup. I don't want to be thinking about anything in the Apple Cup. I don't even no. know if I want to watch it. All but, I want uh, to think about is my beer that yep, I'm going to consume. Exactly. The multiple beers. But I do want to watch this game, and I want to watch it and be happy. So Yes, because we um, are both in this be stadium. In so please, Cougs, make us happy. Anthony Gordon, make it happen. break that Pac-12 touchdown record. That would help. Yeah. Uh, do Why don't it. you just go ahead and throw for 700 yards and go ahead and eclipse 5,000 yards on Saturday? Yeah, that Let's would be great. Let's just do that. I, let's do them both. Let's do them both. I feel good. Well, th- then get to like eight or nine touchdowns if you're going to do that. So That's cool. I'd be yeah. okay. I'd be okay if we got to nine touchdowns again, except we won this time. That would be cool. That would be cool. That would be better. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. Well, Jeff, go Cougs. Go Cougs.